Welcome to the Daily Standard Podcast. I'm Eric Felton. I'm joined today by Mr. Tony Messia, senior writer at the Weekly Standard and the man who's on the tax reform beat. Tony, welcome to the Daily Standard Podcast. Glad to be with you here in the studio. Often you're out and about, and we've connected with you in the past uh, via Skype, but today we have you in the podcast studio where we can hear your dulcet tones live and in person. Exactly. No uh, no bad connections. We're just sitting a few feet from each other. Uh, Going to talk a little tax reform, I guess. So the big news here on, on tax reform today is over the weekend, Steve Bannon said that, quote, it's a season of war on the GOP establishment, by which he really meant Mitch McConnell and the McConnellites. And Trump this morning, President Trump said in his cabinet meeting, I can understand fully how Steve Bannon feels, seeming to support Bannon in his war on McConnell. And yet by lunchtime today, President Trump was meeting with Mitch McConnell, and they had a happy Rose Garden chat fest afterwards. Where is the president with regard to Mitch McConnell at this point? Well, you know, the president, you know, he he smooths over a lot of rough edges. He's got a lot of friends, and he doesn't like to alienate people. So, you know, he can be friends with both uh, Bannon and McConnell. No, but seriously, I think that's sort of what what he's doing a little bit. You know, it's a little bit of... uh, uh, a little bit of both, where I think he doesn't completely want to denounce Bannon. Um, but on the other hand, he needs Mitch McConnell to accomplish his objectives. So he's sort of in the middle there. And if you if you can believe that he's actually making nice with multiple people, it, it does that seems maybe a little bit remarkable to some people. But, you know, they um, Senator McConnell and President Trump were, in, as you mentioned, in the Rose Garden um, and they made all the right noises said they were going to work together. They they share the same agenda. Um, President Trump unambiguously said that he and McConnell were closer than ever before. And he said, quote, we are fighting for the same thing. We are fighting for lower taxes, big tax cuts, the biggest tax cuts in the history of our nation. We're fighting for tax reform as part of that. Um, so clearly tax reform, tax cuts, is going to be the make-or-break thing for this relationship. Right, and it's sort of the latest iteration. As, as we know, President Trump was very disappointed um, uh, with the Congress, with the Senate uh, in particular, uh, with Senator McConnell specifically, called him out on Twitter, I think, a couple of times and said, couldn't, you know, preach, repeal, and replace for seven years, couldn't get it done, that kind, that kind of thing. And McConnell um, himself then later said that... Uh, uh, those early morning tweets weren't helpful. Right. Well, he also said, you know, the president suffers from excessive expectations or something like that, you know, having to. So, you know, they've, they've definitely not seen eye to eye in the past. And, you know, there are reports that come out about how much McConnell really maybe doesn't like uh, President Trump. And we can get into, the, you know, who knows what the what that relationship is like. I'm sure it's a complicated relationship. But, you know, they 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 both really need each other right now. I mean, the, the right, Senate— There's more, more likely to get tax reform done if they can work together. But is there any sign that they have figured out how to join their efforts in a way that uh, perhaps has more effect than the individual efforts each on their own? 
Right. Is the uh, sum of the pieces, is, is, are the individual pieces greater than the sum of the parts, sort of a, a question. Which is I generally guess. what you want out of teamwork, is, you know, something that magnifies well, the effort. I mean, as it relates to tax reform, remember Republicans came out with this plan a couple weeks ago that they were very big in calling the unified Republican framework. And so they've all pledged to be on the same sheet. Now, you've seen a few cracks I think in that over the last couple of weeks on some various policy details as it relates to that as far as the you know the deductibility of state and local income taxes you've seen some um, people getting a little off script on the state tax you've seen um, uh, you know questions about the um, the mortgage deduction does that need to be does everybody need to be able to deduct that or can we cap that at a certain um, you know income level I mean so there 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 are questions that as this program is now working its way through Congress that are coming out. And I think they, that Senator McConnell and President Trump are in agreement that they want a plan that passes and that can be signed. They have certain things that they would like, but the main thing is politically for the Republicans is they just really feel as though they need to get it done, whatever it winds up being. And, and they again reiterated today in the Rose Garden, they'd like to see it by the end of the year. Um, you know, maybe that's possible, maybe it isn't. What is your studied opinion on the matter? Are they going to succeed or fall apart yet again? I like to be optimistic. Maybe there is no um, evidence that someone should be optimistic. But I think if you look—I mean, the main question is, um, I think, what happens in the Senate? Because it's such a dicey proposition. They have 52 Republican votes in the Senate— at the same time, you have uh, Senator Cochran, who is ill, uh, not able to come to Washington. So, you know, there's, a, there's an early test on this in the Senate this week. They're going to try to pass a budget bill, which which hate to get into the process. You pass if you can pass a budget bill in the Senate, leave some room for the for the tax reform, tax cuts. Then you can come back in later, and through the Senate, you need only 50 votes. Right. To pass the tax cuts. The famous or infamous reconciliation process. Right. You have to have something to reconcile that with. And so they need to pass a budget this week. So that's sort of seen as a as a early test of whether how these tax cuts are going. And so, you know, when it's such a precarious balance there in the Senate, you look at the same figures that I'm sure that we've been talking about on this podcast and everybody's talking about who you know the the handful of senators who are possible no votes. So well, so you have Senator Cochran who's who just came out today and said he's not going to be able to make it back to Washington. I guess for this, um, he's receiving medical treatment, not going to be able to vote. So so now they can really only lose one on this budget vote. Senator Collins said she's likely to vote in favor of it, and then you have sort of your usual, a few other question marks. You have Rand Paul, who has been the past. president has been golfing with. True. He has traditionally you know, voted against budget budgets that he didn't think cut spending enough, but they did go out and golf yesterday. So maybe there's a personal appeal being made there. Who can resist uh, the charms of President Trump on the, the golf course? And, the, you know, who knows? You know, so at least it's something that a president can do to try to bring a, along recalcitrant votes is well, reach out, have lunch, uh, you know, get, get on the golf course, a little legislative diplomacy, if you will. Yeah, true. You know, a little, some backslapping and have a good time and, you know, that, that sort of thing. And you remember he, the president was criticized in the health care debate about not really about that, that he was too hands off, that that he wasn't as engaged in, in helping move that effort 
forward as he should have been. Well, here, you know, well, he's, he's golfing with Senator Paul, you know, so that's, I think, still a question mark. Then you, you have Senator McCain, um, who really knows? I mean, Senator McCain prefers that things be done on a bipartisan basis. This is a vote that is likely, uh, unlikely to attract um, Democratic votes. Uh, so we, you know, who knows? Then you have Senator Corker. That you know, President Trump and Senator Corker have been going back and forth. Uh, you know, uh, maybe they the need to go weeks. golfing. Maybe they, maybe they should figure something out. So, um, so you have this vote in the Senate coming up this week. You know, with, with some of these que- senators as question marks. Um, but I think it's expected. I mean, we get get back to is it going to happen? I mean, I think it's the expectation would be that it would pass the Senate and they could then go to the still difficult work of ironing out what are the um, the, the details of this tax cut tax reform uh, process. And you'll come back and report to us on on how it proceeds, I hope. Maybe not in the studio, but in some form. Uh, a virtual, a virtual Tony Messia will, will be here on the Daily Standard podcast in some form. Yes. All right. Well, thanks for joining us today on the Daily Standard podcast. Live and in the flesh, Tony Messia. Thanks for having me.